Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips on navigating college and beyond. I'm your host, Emmanuel, and for today's episode, we're going to continue our interviewing series. So I'm really excited here because today I am sitting here with Brenda, who is a recent college graduate, first-gen. And I'm just going to go ahead and pass it to you, Brenda. Do you mind just saying a little quick introduction about yourself and where you went to school? Hi, everyone. My name is Brenda. Thank you so much for having me here. I am from the Bay Area, from Oakland. I was born and raised. I came for a community college here in the Bay, and then I transferred to UC Santa Barbara. Over there, I did two years, and I majored in Chicano Studies and did a double major in sociology. I then came back over to the Bay Area and I started working at a higher education over here. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, Brenda, for that introduction. And we're so happy that you're here, first of all. And could you share a little bit, what made you choose a community college as a first-gen student? My high school experience was a little tough on me. I went to three high schools. I, for my middle school, I did go to a private school and I went for three years, but my parents were not able to afford it. After that school, I went to a school nearby, but I started not to do very good in that school. I started to skip a lot and I was not very attentive to my classes. I wasn't doing very good in the easiest classes, like a PE class. I had like an F. In it, I did join softball as well at that time. So I did another excuse for me to skip classes was for me to go to softball and to go to the practices or games. But other than that, I would just go and hang out with my friends. My parents did notice that difference. So from there, my I had some cousins that were living in a nearby city, probably like an hour away. And they invited me to go to their high school. And their high school was a charter school. And they told me, hey, over here, they're going to help you. They're going to give this of not as many resources as my first high school, but they would help you catch up and offer you more support. So I then end up moving with them. And I finished my high school over there. They did catch me up. but And they gave me an opportunity to take a community college class there. But I did not do so great in that community college class. And my counselor told me that I was not very prepared for college or university. So they kind of made me feel bad about college. And also, I didn't know anything about school or what to do after high school. We did have a college prep class, but it was no help because I was still confused. Like they would make us fill out the CSU mentor application but I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> so once I was close to graduate and I saw everybody apply I had back then a godmother that I wasn't very close to but I always heard that she went to community college and she wanted to go get her teaching and it was something quick that she did so I was like oh I think I'm just going to do that because she did that so why not I should just do that too do something in my life <laughs> so I ended up going I applied to that same community college that she went to and she was part of a Puente program 
and she told me who to contact and then I was that's how I got introduced to Puente and Puente kind of helped me a lot and kind of introduced me what college was and that's how I ended up at a community college because it was just a coincidence or it's just because of everything that I had been through in high school and kind of what led me through community college. Thank you so much, Brenda, for just kind of sharing that story, just kind of where you came from, how you grew up, how you kind of got into the community college. But the fact that you went, you reached out to your godmother, learned a little bit about at least, I would say, applying to the school. But you also, I want to give you credit because you also went and and seeked support, right? So it sounds like the Puente Project was something that really helped you out. Can you share with our listeners how that program helped keep you motivated? Yes, of course. So the Puente Project was a big impact for me because it was the first time I was exposed to Chicano, Latinx literature and history. I was able to see mentors and folks that look like me in the books and in all that I was like studying because growing up I never saw that in our books like I mentioned before I I was kind of lost my K through 12. I wasn't the biggest fan of school because of that so my only subject that I was really good at was a math because it was a subject that I, I got an answer to. I always struggled with reading. I always struggled with history and history because was Something that I just never that was interesting to me because all I saw was like white folks on there and like I never understood that the timeline of this happened when. But once I did learn more about my my culture and the history and the literature, it it kind of for me connected and I was able to learn about my ancestors and how my ancestors are a big part of why I'm here where I'm at and I got influenced to continue and to major to what I I I majored in sociology and Chicano studies because I really wanted to get into how society is and how my culture and my identity is involved in my career path and education path but also in others around me and I want to be that mentor to others. I really love what I'm hearing, Brenda, just from the experiences, from the rich history that you learned about, how it just continues to inspire you now. And it sounds like in the work that you want to do in the future as well. Yes, correct. And then one other thing, too, is that Puente also introduced me to a lot of mentorships. I was able to meet a lot of people in my community college that also inspired me. So. That was really cool and really cool to connect with my counselor. So that was another big plus. Awesome. So it sounds like you got well connected into the community. It sounds like the Puente Project, I feel like, still has continued to to influence on the way that you work currently. Would you say that's true? Yes, that's very true. Yeah, I loved it. I love my experience in there. <laughs> Awesome. And so how did you go about, so I know it's set up for like transferring, right? So how did you go about picking a transfer school? Yeah, so although Puente um, helped me a lot to continue my education journey at my community college, 
I still was not sure what exactly to major in. I did change my major in community college about five times <laughs> because at first I, I thought I was going to be a teacher. Then I changed it to a vet. Then I changed it to I forgot <laughs> what. But once, I believe it was my second year, I took my sociology class and my teacher started her class with one of my favorite like TV shows. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. <laughs> and I remember that she then talked about her experience. And that got me more curious about sociology and about transferring. And then that's when I also, at that time, I started working on, in my community college as a student assistant, as a peer advisor. In that role, I got to meet a lot of the university representatives, and that um, exposed me to what my next steps would have been. Even though I did hear this a lot in Puente, I was still like debating of what to do next. But having these experience of my sociology teacher, my role as a peer, that was a big influence too because I got very close to a lot of counselors. I got close in my community college and I got close to a lot of the university representatives. And I got to learn at that time the difference between CSU and UC was because I did not know our private and I learned all what that meant. With that information, I was like, okay, I think I'm confident enough that I want to transfer and I'm ready for that next step. So that's what helped me a lot to decide. At first, I didn't know to what school, although I had learned a lot about CSUs and UCs and private schools. I knew I just wanted to give it a try and apply because I wanted to see what was out there. <laughs> so I did end up applying for a lot of universities here in California. I applied for a bunch of CSUs, a bunch of UCs. And I started to hear back little by little. I did do a tag and I had tagged to UC Davis. And there I got accepted and it was my first <laughs> acceptance. And I was excited. And I, I, I remember I, I was working a, a peer shift that evening. And <laughs> I heard back in that same day, one of my counselor mentors was still here. And I ran to his office and I was like, I just got accepted to UC Davis. I don't know what this means. But then I like had watery eyes <laughs> and I was just so excited because it was my first like acceptance for a college. And the reason I was excited because I was very familiar with UC Davis because my one day program, um, they would take us there for field trips. And I also knew uh, like other like UC Berkeley I knew about UCLA then we did on a trip and we visit some schools in SoCal but I actually did not know anything about UC Santa Barbara but I heard back from UC Santa Barbara and they accepted me and I was like hey I wonder what this school is at so one day I went to go visit it I fell in love I loved that they had my major I loved that it was on the beach I each time that I had gone to university I always ask my question, do I see myself here? And I really did see myself at UC Santa Barbara and that it was just calling me to go there when I first visited. So that's what 
made my final decision. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm inspired and I have heard good things because also other counselors had transferred there and they've heard good things about it. So that's what kind of inspired me to transfer specifically to Santa Barbara as well. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of those pieces. And I think our listeners can resonate with some of those pieces about from not knowing their major, thinking about transfer to not understanding the systems before you worked as a peer advisor. You know, as a first gen student, we don't know what we don't know, right? So I love that you just shared all of those pieces. Now, how about when you transferred to UC Santa Barbara? How was that experience and how did you acclimate? Yeah, so for moving, it was a big step for me because it was my first time moving away from from home. And as a first gen and my family, I don't have any family members that have done this before. So I was like the first one to do this, to move six hours away from my house, away from my family. And it was tough and I knew it was going to be tough, but I knew it was something that I really wanted to do for myself because at the age, early 20s, I feel like it was a time for me to kind of explore what I wanted to do and kind of learn about myself. So I, I had that in mind too. So once I moved there, it was completely different. It was not the Bay Area. <laughs> it was very SoCal and the mixed with, I feel like it was a mix with like Santa Cruz. <laughs> it was a big change. I, I did, I was lucky enough to um, roommate with someone that came to my community college but I had only met her the last semester that I was here. So for her, if she was um, the only child, then she had also, this is her first time moving. So I know it was tough for her as well. So at the same time, um, I have a sibling. So I feel like it wasn't as hard for my parents as it was for her. So at the same time, I was trying to support her. And I was trying to also support myself in that big change. So I think that also made me a little tougher in a way because I was trying to to help her out and say, hey, everything's going to be okay. But when I got there my first quarter, I started to have like imposter syndrome because it was such a big school, like so different. My life was literally just on campus, like trying to figure out like the bike um, roads, like the bus, how to take it, or like specifically there, how to go to my classes, how to get there, how to get my student ID. I had to start all over. And I feel like as transfer students, it's something that is such a, like we already experienced that and now we have to experience it again at another bigger school. <laughs> so it's a it's a big difference. And then, but it's like something that, oh my gosh, like we already did once, but I have to do it again in a bigger school and try to get adjusted to it and try to find my community. So I feel like that was definitely tough because I was like, maybe this school is not for me if I can't find it right away how I did it. Like over here, I had Puente, but over there, I didn't have a program that I was easily just um, get involved. So my first quarter was was tough trying to figure that out. My second quarter 
I had since before I had mentioned that I was close to university representatives at my community college. I had I remembered my representative from UC Santa Barbara that I had met her. And my second quarter, she actually reached out to me and was like, hey, Brenda, I remember when I met you at your community college. I was wondering, do you want to come work for us as an intern? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, of course. <laughs> so that I started working with them and that helped so much. I started to get involved again. I started to learn so much about Santa Barbara and the campus. I started to get into like events and learn how like you see Santa Barbara, how it is in the offices, how it is the student life. So I was able to get connected and networked. So that was really cool. After that quarter and the next quarter, I had the opportunity to apply to be a peer for the transfer center. So then I had two jobs, the transfer center, oh my gosh, that also was so amazing. They helped me so, so much. I was able to find my community there. My coworkers became like my best friends. I still talk to them now. So I was able to feel that home again that I felt at my community college. So I loved it. So it was tough at first, but then when I started to work there and find my community, I loved it. I loved everything about it. So those two years went so fast and I missed it so much. So it was really cool. I got to experience my whole university life, student life, but I was also able to to handle my two majors. I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. <laughs> so it was really cool to get to have the opportunity to do that. And I even had like side jobs also. And I was able to learn like little side things of how to find the free food on campus and <laughs> so I was able to survive too <laughs> so it was really cool. <laughs> Brenda thank you so much for sharing just those important pieces and I think you bring up another once you transferred you had to reset and again build your community and you did that you did that so that's amazing I really appreciate you sharing that with our listeners for this last question, I just want to say, what advice would you have for our listeners who are first-gen thinking about going to college? My advice is that you're not alone. Like, you might feel like you're not able to reach out and you're by yourself or you're maybe too shy, but there's so many people feeling the same exact way and just asking a question or two and and just seeing those friendly faces in school and reaching out to them it's the best decision ever because they're there to help you and they've been in your shoes so many of them have that same passion to help students and they want to they usually come back and because they've been in those shoes before so I feel like speak up go to ask questions Go see the events, even if it's a small event, go to those events because first, you'll probably get free food. So that's a big plus. And second, there's so many people there that are there for support you. So don't, you're not alone. That's the one thing. And also um, be open for new opportunities. Everything is there and opportunities are endless. So I promise you that college is going to be super, super fun. 
it is going to be stressful. I won't. <laughs> I won't lie there, but there's so many people that are there to support you and you're going to find your community wherever it is. Oh, thank you so much. So important. Some of the pieces that you just brought up right now and shared. So listeners, I hope you are in, as inspired as I am. Again, I want to thank you, Brenda, for taking part in this interview. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And for our listeners, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And if this helped you, highly agree to share it with a friend. And please remember that everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only. Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.